Ladies and gentlemen, we interrupt our program of dance music to bring you a special bulletin from the Intercontinental Radio News. It's time for Peculiar Podcast, hosted by Pat Cashman. Gorgeous to look at. And Lisa Foster. She's dangerous. Please, you're off. Ready or not, it's Pat and Lisa. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I can dig it. It's love and love. Yeah, sure, it's a great song. It's very catchy. It's a toe-tapper. But it's the lyrics. The lyrics that make a song for me. Really? And it, the great lyrics read like poetry. Let me stop the song for a second. Barry White wrote this. Never, never gonna give you up. I'm never, ever gonna stop. Not the way I feel about you, girl. I just can't live without you. Yeah, that's I'm, very sweet. Well, now check this part out. Right. I'm never ever gonna quit, cause quitting just ain't my shtick. <laughs> I'm gonna stay right here with you, do uh-huh. all the things you want me to. Ain't my shtick. I'm never ever gonna quit, cause quitting just ain't my shtick. Yeah, see, it's just a, t- somehow I just don't think in real life, everyday life, Barry White ever used the word shtick. I don't think he went Yiddish. <clears throat> yeah, and it doesn't exactly rhyme with quit. No. Is that what he's trying to rhyme yeah, with? Yeah, he's rhyming, rhyming a shtick with quit. No. No. Didn't work. I didn't notice that. Now you've ruined the song for me. I used to love that song. I used to think that song was romantic. I used to, you know, kind of get me all, you know, tingly. Love, now love you, Unlimited now you, Orchestra. Now you've ruined it for me. Well, I didn't want to that's ruin all, it. I didn't make the lyrics hear. up. I didn't write the lyrics. I know, but that's all I'm going to hear now is... I report, you decide. <laughs> I'm just saying. Hey, we are um, a ways away uh, in the rearview mirror from the Oscars. We talked a little yeah. bit about that last time. Um, the no-host Oscars, although... What do you think? What do you think with the no-host thing? I, I think... I think we can do it. It's I I loved that um, that Maya Rudolph and Tina Fey and Amy Poehler came out to at least sort of open the show, and I know everybody was really excited because my girlfriends and I were like, no, they did this is not is this a surprise? Are they hosting? They're fantastic hosts, but I think just having that little opening was perfect. It, it kind of eased us into the fact that we weren't going to have a host. Yeah, I think it's doable. Good evening, and welcome to the one millionth Academy Awards. We are not your hosts, but we're going to stand here a little too long so that the people who get USA Today tomorrow will think that we hosted. That's great. That's great. So just a quick update for everybody in case you're confused. There is no host tonight. There won't be a popular movie category, and Mexico is not paying for the wall. be doing awards during the commercials, but we will be presenting commercials during the awards. <laughs> so if all the winners could please say, Hellman's mayonnaise, we're on the side of food, instead of your speeches, that would be great. But my my overwhelming thought as I was at least watching the beginning of it, 
the first hour or so were the length of these speeches and the, yes. the thank yous. And thank God somebody wrote an article about it, opinion piece, a guy named Peter Millman, who is a former executive producer of Seinfeld. And uh, he said the Oscars do need an overhaul. And he gives some suggestions here. Dear Oscar winners, just because you would like to do something doesn't mean you have to. It's quite possible you would be thanking a body in which only half the voters chose you. They always thank the Academy. Yeah. Probably very uh, a limited number of people from the Academy voted for him in the first place. Right, because you're limited to voting for the people that you what is it now like you can't vote Beats for me. you can't vote for uh, best cinematographer if you're in the editing cat if you if, if you work as a sound person you you can't you can't vote for those people really? only your only your peers can vote for you i believe well, I don't know God, but I, I could be wrong seems like someone with editing experience ought to be Passing judgment on who's a good editor. No, that's what I mean. So if you're a sound editor, you can only vote for the sound. Oh. And I think you can vote for best picture, but I don't think you can vote for best cinematography because, you know, that's not your field. That's making my head hurt already. I know, sorry. This guy says it's quite possible you'd be thinking a body in which only half the voters chose you. In fact, with potentially 10 best picture nominees, Oscar winners could wind up expressing heartfelt gratitude to seven <clears throat> of 10 people who didn't even like their film. Mm-hmm. Note to the Academy, get back to five Best Picture nominees. Yes, this no is an, kidding. This is an Oscar, not a participation yeah, trophy. that's so... I can't believe they upped those to 10, and that was in the last few years they did yeah, that. Yeah, it's, it's stupid. He also says, in thanking the Academy, you don't know who you're thanking. We all get Academy screeners that we illegally mail out to relatives in other cities, but who are these people <laughs> who actually vote? No one yeah. knows. Rumors of a Hollywood skin-deep state crop up but go unconfirmed someday the truth will emerge in the meantime unless an oscar winner is so richly undeserving then he says like the artist as best picture in 2012 oh my god don't even bring that up again that was absolutely (laughs) the worst i did i that made me throw up that i i can't still can't believe it that was in the baseball parlance that was an error Mm mm-hmm uh, the uh... can I tell you something real quick here? Yeah, that's so, about all I have for so that. So the academy is made up of around seven thousand filmmakers and professionals, and these are the people that are voting for who who gets the Oscars. Now, only actors get to select nominees for the acting categories, and only directors get to select nominees for best director. Um, and then I think everybody then does get. It's very confusing. Sounds like it. And then I believe that you are able to vote only for those categories. Okay. Except for Best Picture. Everybody gets to vote. So that's how it works. Well, hooray! Hooray for Hollywood. That's gooey, bally, hooly Hollywood. Where any office boy or young mechanic can be a panic with just a good looking pan. Well, I, yeah, okay. Well, anyway, back to the host thing. I'm not so sure that... I, you don't even uh, care. I don't care. I don't really care. <laughs> That's okay. But, uh, but you know, that the, the host so. job has become pretty thankless. I mean, Billy Crystal got pretty universal acclaim when he hosted his several times. But yeah. But for the most part, people just get ripped. 
they, they either they aren't liked yeah. or they went on too long or they weren't funny or blah, blah, blah. you know mm-hmm. so maybe having no host is the best then then you don't have anybody to rip well it's Saturday night and I just got paid my money don't try to save my heart said go go have a time for Saturday night now I feel fine gonna rock it up I'm gonna rip it up I'm gonna shake it up I didn't understand the opening of the Oscars with that little mini Queen concert. I didn't get it. I thought if you're going to do music as an open, do music of all the of all of the best best picture nominations. It was weird to me that they just did a couple of well, Queen songs. Like well, I, I didn't I, get I, it. That's actually one of the things that. I like the best about the Oscars. I thought it was great. Cho- what choosing to open it really? that way? Uh, it, the uh-huh. um, Oh no. no! I mean, Queen Queen uh, dwarfs all those other stupid songs that were nominated. Uh, I'd rather open with something well. tough and big and like that. And this kid, the guy that sang the Freddie Mercury part, was a winner on. American Idol shows or something like that. Oh, yeah. was he? He was okay. good. Didn't know. No, I thought it was great. I liked mm-hmm. that. It was exciting. Had the crowd on their feet. It was great. Those other songs from Mary Poppins and stuff. <laughs> so I, 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 oh, I liked well. something dynamic to open that show, especially since he didn't have a host. Yeah, all right. That's my opinion. Yeah. Okay. I'm Brian Johnson. Yeah. I know. I know. Yeah, I didn't like it. I didn't like it. Well, but anyway. Well, you know what? Then don't even watch it next time. It's like it's getting to the point where, and when I when I realized there wasn't going to be a host, I thought it's going to be really boring. There's not going to be any fun, uh, uh, spontaneous jokes. That was half the fun. And you've you've mentioned this as an MC, <clears throat> part of your abilities and skill set is being able to 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 go with what's happening at the moment and and make a riff on what's going on at the moment. That's funny. That's skillful. That's 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 the fun of being a host. So. It, it was perfectly fine, but um, I don't know. It's getting to be b- more and more boring it as sure time is. goes on. That was my over overarching opinion of the of that show. Yeah. It just was a snooze it, fest it, for the most part. Speeches it, yeah. were too long. Uh, Some of them were rambling. I, there were, and there's the occasional speech that gets you, to, you know, that that's that's awesome and. Um, and fills you with warmth. Um, those those are very those were pretty yeah. rare yeah. this last yeah. time. But the, I mean, yeah. you got an assembly uh, of some of the hugest egos on the planet in in that room. Mm-hmm. So this back slapping and talking about the all the journey it took to get here tonight and the tearfulness and stuff yeah. like that. Well, okay, I, I go yeah. to commercial, please. Yeah, and and yeah. I'm sorry, I don't I care Olivia... about who wins the best seamstress Academy Award or who who wins for you know best makeup. I mean that that stuff's fine, but <gasps> they don't need you to have don't? they don't need to have a, a long speech about it. Just get up there, get your stupid award, and get out of there. <laughs> okay, well you know you might have been happy to know that they were considering giving those. Oscars during the commercial. Yeah, I breaks. wish they would have. 
Oh, you no, listen to you. We don't care about that stuff. Dialogue coach. Yeah, I mean, they are. whatever. No, we don't need that stuff. <laughs> they did not no they didn't i thought olivia coleman was especially fresh and fun uh she won of course for best actress for the favorite i just thought her and of course that was an upset everybody expected glenn close to take it that was yeah yeah, that was one of i think the most um exciting moments of the night everything else you're right was sort of a snooze fest yeah oh well but people we gotta watch it you know you gotta watch it i don't know why you gotta I watch know. it i guess you do hey speaking of stuff you gotta I do. watch we uh, as we are recording this we are fresh off uh on cbs this morning uh, Gail oh King's interview God. with R. Kelly. Given the reputation that you have. What's that reputation? The about? reputation is that you have messed with young women who are under the age, that you have been abusive. Is that, that a rumor? No, that's rumor. That's a rumor and those are allegations. Those are very allegations serious allegations. Are rumors. Let's explain. Okay, we got okay. to understand what All right. allegations and Okay, rumors, rumors and allegations. Given that you know that about you, why do you continue, it seems, to continue to see young women why do you continue to do that why do i continue to see women i'm not saying women you know i know older women as well all right i I know 43 year old there's bodies tight they they cool i go out with them i kick it with them all right i know i love women i didn't have any cable this morning so i couldn't watch it my cable got my internet got ripped down so i was very upset i couldn't watch it live but i caught up today after my cable came back and Oh my God! That guy is unhinged. <laughs> what a yeah. loose cannon! What a I, I loose got very, cannon! I got very worried for Gail King there. I did too. I so, thought he was going to become aggressive with her. In case you hadn't seen the interview, well, you—if you're listening to this, you probably have seen it. But the guy's trying to make the case for himself, and he comes off even worse than if he'd never done the interview. Uh, it seems to me, anyway. And he—he he basically is At taking point, the point of public- he's saying that <clears throat> every one of his accusers, and there are many. They're all lying. Mm-hmm. They're all lying. lying. Every single one and of them. Aren't we living in a world now where everybody is a liar? Uh, or everybody's mm-hmm. accused of being a liar? Mm-hmm. It gets really tiresome. Some people are liars. It's just lovely for someone to get up and say, okay, here's the truth. And it is. I think he's a liar. Him? R. Kelly? Yeah. Oh, I I think he's a liar. I think that's probably a fair assumption. You can't assume that everybody's out to get him. He's. uh, It's really. It's just such a creepy story, anyway, but. His explanation for why all of the women have the same story who don't know each other is that it's very easy once one person gets uh, makes a comment on social media yeah. for some uh, scorned lover in the past to jump on and go, oh, yeah, that happened to me, too. And that's his explanation why all of them are saying yeah, the same yeah. thing. So I don't mm-hmm. have anything more to say about go it figure. except that... Uh explosive interview uh, one of the and, and the fact that she remained yeah, so calm she was great. during his during his theatrics it was like she was a very 
patient no. mother letting the toddler just have his temper she said, tantrum. No, Robert, Robert, that's his real. That's Robert? what R stands for. Robert, yeah, yes, talk him Robert, talk him down. Yeah, I'm sure his publicist at this point is thinking, yeah, that was a brilliant move to yeah. put him on yeah. the network yeah, television sure to have do him an interview on his own behalf when he goes to court too. That'll be good. One of the things I like to do is juxtapose two songs, one that makes a statement separated by a telling sound effect, followed by a second song that comments on the outcome. So, so let's start off with R. Kelly's biggest hit. If I just believe it, there's nothing to it, I believe I can fly. Sort of works. And then the other the other thing that's coming up right now, too, uh, both Gail King and her best friend Oprah are having quite a week, um, <clears throat> is the Michael Jackson documentary from uh, Leaving Neverland that just aired on HBO yeah, this yeah, weekend. Yeah, I heard about that. And boy, it is creating some really divisive camps. There's a, there's a bunch of, I don't know why Canada, of all places, but there's like 23 stations in Canada, uh, Quebec. Most notably, it's not Quebec, by the way. I've heard it's Quebec. Maybe I'm wrong. But they are, they've stopped playing his music. Well, I know the musical group Queen this... is keen. Yeah. Is it really? Huh. And isn't Sade Chardet? <laughs> I... I, remember, I remember on the radio you used to say to him, that, that was a song by one of our favorite artists, <laughs> yes. Sade. And the phone lines would light up because of course just egged me on to do it more and more. Like I'm, I know. Like I'm so clueless. I don't get the. I just can't understand it. We love Sade. I love that music of Sade. (laughs) She is. (laughs) Oh my God! Doesn't Pat know it's not Sade? How many times do we have to tell him? What a bonehead! Jeez. What a moron. He really is a moron. I mean, all kidding aside, that guy's an idiot. Why am I still listening to him day after day? <laughs> yeah. Oh, I well. So, um, what else okay. is going on? Uh, so, so much. Um, here's a story that kind of goes back a ways, but uh, leave it to me to bring it back up. Because it's one we never got to before. And I don't know where this goes. Mm-hmm. But in Kansas, they have... They've got... Uh, they have laws requiring license plates uh, that have to be approved. And this has been true since the early 1900s. States. You mean like vanity yeah, like plates? Yeah, like vanity plates. Your, oh, okay. And, and so, you know, Personal if you, somebody sends uh, in uh, some vanity plate idea, and if it's considered in poor taste or tawdry or mocking or whatever, then there are folks mm-hmm. at the, uh, the DMV there in Kansas, probably every state, that can put the kibosh on it. And a lot of states, most at least, keep a list of words or acronyms that may embarrass or offend other motorists. Letters Mm -hmm. like ASS, XXX, Mm -hmm. or WTF. Now, now most of these Mm -hmm. lists apply to vanity plate requests, but once in a while, the computers just, you know, randomly assign identification numbers, and it's the computers that sometimes are to blame. Because nobody clued the computers in 
that you know, about ASS, for example. Oh, I see. So these are these are generated by the the, the manufacturer. That just these random yes, exactly. numbers that. So this so the big the big all. dust up in Kansas. <laughs> they had to recall seven hundred and thirty one license plates with the letter combination JAP after they got complaints from Japanese Americans. Happened about a year ago when oh. this gentleman named Keith Kawamoto is a retired re- refinery mm. mechanic, saw this Nissan sedan driving around, tagged four four two JAP in Culver City where mm. he lives. Mm-hmm. And he said, One thing that sets me off is that is that word, the J word. He's a third-generation mm-hmm. Japanese-American. His parents were among 117,000 people declared enemy aliens by the U.S. government and forced into internment camps after Pearl Harbor. So mm-hmm. it's, it's very touchy about this. And the plate on the right. Nissan was not a vanity plate, nor were those other 730s right. bearing the same three letters. Again, generated by the state, which uses three letters mm-hmm. and three numbers typically. And so they mm-hmm. had to recall all of those. And this guy mm-hmm. named Rick something is a license plate aficionado. He runs a historical information site. And every state has a list of banned words, which include obscene words, ethnic slurs, drug references, sexual references. And the guy who runs mm-hmm. this little information site says, yeah, people request them all the time just to see what they can get away with. Around 2008, North Carolina offered to exchange plates tagged WTF after a driver's grandchildren that noted its modern usage. XXX was also recalled Mm -hmm. after it was assigned Mm -hmm. to, among others, a youth pastor's car. And then Mm -hmm. in Canada, they made hundreds of ass plates, ASS, in the (laughs) 1980s. I don't think ass is that bad. I don't think asses. No, that I got behind this car the other day. Um, I can't remember what it stood for. Let's say it was like the Associated uh, Society of Sandwiches or something. But their their website was ass. dot com, <laughs> and it's proudly displayed on the back of their vehicle or something like that. And, so, oh, and, and yeah. so you say, "Hey, do you do you ever notice what they what your thing?" No, we never noticed that. Oh, my gosh. Look at this, Larry. It's ass.com. We didn't know that. Thanks for pointing that out. Yeah. That could bring up a whole different website. That's right. Uh, We were going to do a bit one time on our TV show, Almost Live, called, and the title of it was The Man Who Could Not Find Porn. Uh, Yeah, I remember you telling me this. So to, you know, to write the bit we I decided to t- start typing things in and see well it, believe me i had no trouble finding porn it, it was getting getting out I, of yeah. it that was really difficult to do it's just like a right a tar baby you get your hand stuck in it and you took the and then pretty soon you're in so deep man it just mm-hmm. takes you places you don't want to go it's crazy <laughs> Hey, do you take, um, this is a little bit personal, you don't have to answer, but do you take um, medications? Do you have some that you take? You don't have to say what they are. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I have yeah. tons of them. What do you want? 
I got what you need. What do you want, Pat? <laughs> I think I already got everything <laughs> what you, I need. What do you What do you jo- What are you jonesing oh, for, man, my friend? You are. Let me this hook is you great. up. <laughs> I have. Yeah, I got tons of stuff. Like what? Like I mean, I are got, these things uh, that are prescribed? Are you talking about yeah, prescription yeah, that or and, just... and then other things? Oh yeah, I got that and the other stuff. I got all sorts of stuff. What do you need? Well, I don't need. I don't think I need what anything. <laughs> I take stuff for? like fish oil. Uh, oh yeah, niacin, uh, coq10, I take, I what, take, whatever you call it. What's what's coq10? Maybe what is that? I, maybe I'm saying is that for it your wrong. joints. It, it's it's for cardiac health. Um, uh, so I've I got take the a fish baby oil. aspirin. I got, I got. You're not supposed to take baby aspirin anymore. No, that's not what that my article? doctor said. My yes, late doctor said that, that it's, oh, wait a minute. <laughs> so I'm taking, a, I got my thyroid medicine. I got my uh, fish oil. I got my B vitamins. Uh, I got my, uh, I have, I have a, pre- now I'm going to be honest with you. I have a prescription that I got and I'm not going to lie about when I got it. You're going to be able to guess when I got it, but I got an, a prescription for an anxiety drug, okay. um, which I don't take Is, very does often. Does it give you anxiety are, or it's to take it away? <laughs> I guess it would be called anti-anxiety medicine. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Um, and I'll be honest with you, I got this uh, right around November 2016. Oh. And that was the time uh, I was reading articles about psycho- uh, psychiatrist offices filling up with people requesting that they just couldn't sleep. They they had anxiety. Right. They couldn't take it. The election was making yep. them crazy. And, and it was actually not even that that month. It was leading up to the election. And so that's my only other prescription medicine I have. But it's nice to have. It's kind of like a little like insurance policy. Is it to help you sleep? Is it like it, melatonin or is it different than that? It's it's an anxiety medicine. Oh, like you, I don't know what the hell it's called. I wish I could pronounce the names of my It's like lepithopathy. Oh, yeah, yeah. I, yeah I, Lep, lepin, oh, yeah, sure. yeah. is what mm-hmm. I'm taking. I'm taking that too. <laughs> and... And I only take like a half if I need to just shut my mind off because there's times, I don't know about you, but I'll go to bed and I <clears throat> I try to read just to, I read for quite a bit. But then when I shut the light off, it's like that little monkey mind is just going running in circles over and over, stuff over and over. It's like, I just need to shut my head off so I can go to sleep. So Well, the reason, uh, one of the reasons I brought this up is uh, what's leading to was that people who take multivitamins to protect their heart health are wasting their money, some, according to some new I, research. Yeah, but hasn't that come up before, that story? I saw that recently. Yeah, I know what you're yeah. talking about. And I saw it, and I thought, wait a minute. This has come up before, and then they said, no, never mind. So now it's back I guess. again. This is relatively that, oh, a new story. Uh, I take vitamin D, too, as well. I take vitamin D, I take my bees, and I take my fish oil. Yep. And my and my Here's another one you could start taking. Milk thistle. What? <laughs> that sounds icky. Well, it's not really. You're not really eating thistles per se, but it's supposed to yeah. be very uh, liver healthy. So I don't. Nothing's wrong with well, my I mean, liver. This not. It's not. If nothing, your liver. Nothing's if wrong. If your with, liver's mess, messed up, that's too late. That, I mean, it's to. Nothing's wrong with my liver that a martini can't fix. <laughs> it's martini time. It's martini time. So anyway, they did this review of 18 
studies involving 2 million people. So this is a lot of people over 12 years. And they basically, the bottom line is, according to this, they found no scientific evidence that these products help prevent heart attacks, strokes, death, none of it. Regardless of your gender, your age, whether you work out a lot or not. So the American Heart Association is discouraging the use of multivitamins for the prevention of heart disease. But nonetheless, dietary supplement sales are on the rise. 30% of us in this country take multivitamins on a daily basis. I just don't want to take a chance. If they're wrong, it it's doesn't cost me that much. I'm going to keep taking them. What about you? Uh, I just got a, a I just got a, some things I take that I have a certain degree of being sanguine by taking these things. And so far, I'm still standing. Uh, you know, I haven't keeled over yet. So, right. And the minute you stop taking them, yeah, yeah. And who really knows? Uh, and and uh, so, at my age, I've also decided that uh, beginning next week, I am going to begin smoking. Uh, probably <laughs> a couple packs a day, something like that. Because Hi. if I get ill effects from it, I'm going. By the time it, it catches up to me, I'm going to be so old anyway. I just want to see what the what the joy of smoking is all about. So I'm going to begin smoking. Smoke, smoke, smoke that cigarette. Puff, 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 and if you smoke yourself to death. Tell St. Peter at the Golden Gate that you hate to make him wait, but you just got to have another cigarette. All of this is going to cost you a lot of oh, money. Is? You know oh. that. Well, you, you uh, said you yeah. had what I needed, so I just... I got what you need, but it's not. It's going to cost you. You think I'm going to give you this stuff yeah, for free? Yeah, that was my thinking. No, it's not. But there, I'm actually and of course, a really interested. Uh, you know I'm kidding about all of the preceding. Just <laughs> yes, so, Just in case they think that uh, I really don't know how Sade's name is pronounced. Um, <laughs> you were reading a book. Just. Well, yeah, I'm reading a book um, about the uh, history of tobacco and smoking in this country. It's really fascinating. I think it's called... I have to go... I'll go right and get it in a minute. It's, does it's Sir Walter a, Raleigh's name called, come up? It does. Absolutely comes up. But it is interesting that most people who get hooked on the nicotine... Did you know that 95% of people who smoke start before the age of 20? That wouldn't surprise me. So it's me. interesting to me... It's interesting to me that you, at this age, decide... There's like hardly anybody who starts smoking. I wonder if there are people that are like in their, they, they get to be like 65 and they say, damn it, I'm going to start smoking. There must be, it must, yeah, it must have happened. It, so, it sounds absurd, but. Five, par- apparently 5% of the people. Huh. So uh, this is a, it's a book called Ashes to Ashes, America's 100, uh, uh, 100 year cigarette war. Uh, and the public health. And um, I think it's interesting. Yeah, it talks about Sir Walter Raleigh, how the um, how the tobacco leaves. It, tobacco farmers, tobacco farming is has, has paid off handsomely for the government because of the right. taxes, which is one reason that the government isn't doing a lot more than they should to try to prevent smoking and prevent teenagers from smoking, which is where it all starts. So It's always um, about dough, isn't it? Dang. Said someday you'll find all who love are blind. Oh, 
It's always about the money. It's a fascinating, it really is a fascinating book if you're into into history and, and any anything about the advertising industry and the health industry. Um, it's a very, very well-written book. So I'm, I just started it. It's a huge book. It's like it's like five five feet thick. How do you decide but what, it's, what it's book you're going to read? There's a book um, that doesn't a, at first blush sound very, very compelling, but I'm dying to read it, and I can't remember the name of it. But it has to do with libraries, and uh, and it has begins with a specific story of I think it was the Los Angeles Public Library in the eighteen in the nineteen eighties that fundamentally mm. almost entirely burned down. They lost thousands and thousands of books, some of them virtually mm. irreplaceable. But uh, I, and I go to the library. I probably go four or five times a week. We have a pretty nice library mm-hmm. nearby. And I just, I don't always leave with something. I just love being at the library. I always have, as a, even as a kid. Mm-hmm. It's just a, like a yeah. sanctuary. And Is it called the library book? It just came out last, is, last fall. Maybe that's the name of it, yeah. Look, I'm looking it yeah. up by Susan Orley. It's a bestseller. I'm, I don't know. Yeah, I think this is a this is it then. Yeah. This was a, a Washington Post top ten book of the year. Uh, I I picked up a book that I don't know how I decide. It depends on my interest at the time. Um, kind of something will spark an interest. I'll go, I I love that you can just go get a book about anything that interests you. I'm I'm, a, I'm an avid reader and I read all about all sorts of topics and things that that interest me. No, you no, are you a book a, aficionado or are you a Kindle person or? I hate hate Kindle. Do you why? Hater, I hate her. I just like the feel of a book. I like the smell of the pages, even if it's a a used book. I like the feel. I like sticking my. I have a really beautiful bookmark that a special, very special friend gave me. I love that bookmark. I love seeing how far I've gone through the book. You can't none of that with a Kindle. I don't. I don't like. I'm, I'm, I don't, I'm somebody, entirely on the same page if you will as you are literally and i like yeah. the smell of a book ever that that is to me a very evocative memory from I when love, i'm a kid I, yeah. yeah i just love uh, the feel of a book i like it i like it on my nightstand i like to have several books there that feels um it feels good to me to have bank books in my quote reading bank i i start to panic when i don't have a good book to read um well, I, my problem is I, that i go when I go to the library, I say, oh, I got to get that book. That looks good. I'm going to get that. Oh, i get this one. When I've already got like eight books I'm reading currently that I need to finish <laughs> yeah. first, but I dart yeah. around to different books and I pick them back up again. So I do the same thing. But I, the reason I don't like the library, I, I went, my mother took me as a kid, which was great. But the reason I don't like it now is I don't like to be bossed around by somebody else's timeline. For the reasons that you just mentioned, if I want to put the book down for a bit and come back to it, I don't want to have a deadline that I got to get it back by. This is the same idea of renting movies. Remember, like, I can't tell you how many movies I used to rent at Blockbuster or Netflix that I never watched because I just wasn't in the mood that night or the next night and you had to get it back within 48 hours. I remember remember when we had VHS tapes, I would do like, I'd tape the Letterman show every night. And I'd get these stacks and stacks of shows oh, that were yeah. unwatched, but I, I don't want to get rid of yeah. them because I, you know, I want to go back and see them. 
Yeah, I'm going to go back yeah. and watch them. Well, I just bought a book called, um, and I wanted to get your take on this. I just bought a book called Women Who Walk. And uh, this is a book called Women Who Walk, How 20 Women from 16 Countries Came to Live in Portugal. And the reason I bought this book was I just had a visit with my 85-year-old grandmother in Boise. And, I didn't. Uh, You've my never aunt. mentioned her before. Yes, my grandma, Mickey. You're kidding me. And Why was I not no. informed? I do, because I never wanted you to know about her. Oh. No, I don't know. I don't know. It probably never yeah, came probably, up. It's probably for the best. You're right. She's fantastic, though. She's got all her faculties. She's smart as a whip. She's saucy. She's I love her. Love her. And we got to talking over coffee, and she was mentioning moving to Portugal. She said, "If you know, if I were twenty years younger, I'd be retiring in Portugal because it's so cheap to live there." And so she kind of got me thinking about moving to another country, and I started looking into it. It is really cheap. You can live on like twelve hundred bucks a month in Portugal. Twelve hundred American dollars buys you everything for a month to live on in Portugal. It's pretty good. It's a pretty good deal. Well, plus I, so, I think. Lisbon is probably one of the most beautiful cities in the world. Yes, and, and, uh, I've heard. And so I'm going to go, I'm going to, I don't know if I'm going to move there and buy a house, <clears throat> but we talked a lot about it. But I did buy this book because I wanted to see what the, these women, uh, their experience was by living in Portugal. I thought that'd be a good thing to, to read. And then I'm actually going to fly and take a trip to Portugal uh, probably this here's, year. Here's an interesting year, fact a lot of people may I'm not excited know. excited about because uh, I've never been they, out of the uh, They speak Portuguese there. I know, I know. I started looking at. That's too hard to learn. Do you know? Do you don't speak another language? Do I'm, you? I'm learning Spanish. Than... Are yeah. you really? And 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 so I think Portuguese, similar. Spanish, French. Uh, it's similar because they're right on the Spanish. They're all the they're well, all right those romance languages do overlap yeah. a little bit. So they yeah. do. So they I do. think if you can pick up one, you might might not find the other. The uh, Portuguese is is the language spoken in Brazil. Every other country in South America speaks Spanish. Yeah, interesting. So you could also so, take little trips to uh, Rio de Janeiro too, if you if you get well, that Portuguese you can get language the, you can, figured out. You can get on. You can get on the train and head up to Paris. It's only twenty four hours <laughs> on the train. So, oh, ho, ho, ho. it's just it's interesting to me to be living as an expat in another. I don't know. That sounds exciting to me. And I'm not ready to retire yet, but it's something that I I don't know. Who knows in five my five to ten year plan? Maybe I'll sell everything and just go live in Portugal. People do it. People do it. And have it. People do it. Yeah. My wife loves to watch these uh, uh, home buyer shows, yes. home fix up shows, yeah, and, and there's always a couple my, that are that, moving yes, to you know to another country. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, it's got House Hunters International is what my aunt was watching. And she said that's when they started looking at Portugal. And I said, oh, my goodness. Okay. So, yeah, that's all. It's all. That's why I bought this book. So we'll see. So I buy books just based on whatever my whim is of the moment of what I want to learn about. I I love it. I love it. Uh, And you tend to read. uh, You don't read novels too much, right? I do. Yeah, I do like to escape from things for every once in a while and I'll pick up a good thriller. I love Stephen King. I will read almost anything that Stephen King has written. Any any new book that he has out, I almost always buy. So, yeah. I read that Mr. Mercedes and then the <gasps> follow-up book from that. Uh, three of them. Did you read no, all three? I don't, I, no, I, I, I'm, There's a third yeah, one. Yeah, I know, but I don't have, I don't have that I'll give yet. it to you. Oh, you really? I, and I sent, yeah, and I sent you the Sally Field book. Did you yes, read that yet? Yes, I loved it. Did you like yeah. it? 
and okay, I'm still trying to dig out my photo of Sally Field and me. Yeah. Uh, she sh- yes. she shot a movie in in Bend, my hometown. Yes, the, I want the to way see that west. picture. And the picture will tell you everything. You see an yeah. extremely uncomfortable kid. I got my uh, arms kind of crossed over, and I'm just, I'm just, I look so uncomfortable. I know. I can't wait to see and, that. Uh, and she's just standing next to me, and my my dad said, "I can remember my dad to this day." Pat, put your arm around her. Come on. Oh God. I, yeah. And you were what twelve? Yeah, I, I'm not putting my arm around her, Dad. Oh. And uh, it, and it's a Polaroid. It's a Polaroid picture. It's so great. You've been very patient. Are, are, are we going to wrap up with a joke, Pat? Yeah, I got one here. I hope you like it. Here we go. A man went to the doctor with two black eyes. The doctor said, yeah, Those are really bad. Were you in a fight or in an accident? The guy says, No, I, I got these in church. In church? Well, how could that happen? Well, see, uh, we were kneeling at prayer... And when we stood up, I noticed that the woman in front of me had her skirt caught in between her butt cheeks. So I thought it looked kind of uncomfortable. So I reached over and I tugged it out. And she turned around and she socked me. All right. Well, that explains one black eye, but how did you get the other one? Well, after she turned back around, I thought about it and I figured she didn't like what I'd done. So I put it back. I'm never, never going to give you up. I'm never, ever going to stop. Not the way I feel about you. Girl, I just can't live without you. I'm never, ever going to quit. Because quitting just ain't my stick. I'm going to stay right here with you and do all the things you want me to. Thanks for listening to Peculiar Podcast. Hey, goodbyes. <laughs> Join Pat and Lisa online at PeculiarPodcast.com. The gift that keeps on giving the whole year. And on the Peculiar Podcast Facebook fan page. Sweet. On Twitter at Peculiar Podcast, at Mr. Pat Cashman, and at Foster Chick. Join us and live in peace or pursue your present course and face obliteration.